0: here's dr alex hi dr alex here if you like the show today or any day I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to itunes and leave a review for the show i've been doing this for about 14 years now and i spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show and if you like it if it's worth your time if you think it might benefit others i would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Okay, what we're talking about today... Is one of the spiritual laws that absolutely ate my lunch for the first 28 years of my life. Okay. Um, most of you know I was raised in a rather strict religious setting. Um, I would I would even go so far as to say the religious setting was not only strict, it was mean and harsh. Now, my parents were not mean and harsh, and I think that if something saved me, that's what saved me. is my parents were not mean and harsh. They were very kind and loving, and my parents also were not as strict. They were pretty strict, but they were not as strict as the religious environment and teachings that I grew up in. So if, if there's something that, you know, made it not as bad for me, that was it. But nevertheless, uh this one ate my lunch because I grew up in a in a paradigm where you constantly keep score. Okay? You've got this gigantic uh blackboard in your mind at least at least this is how i grew up and and my wife too. hope and uh almost every other person i grew up with who i've talked to about this they did the same thing so you had this gigantic blackboard all right and on the right is good stuff you do or bad stuff you don't do and on the left is bad stuff you do or good stuff that you don't do okay so you keep score, all right? And if you do a bad thing or you felt like you were supposed to do a good thing but you didn't do it, you get a mark on the left side. And if you do a good thing or resist the temptation and don't do a bad thing, you get a mark on the right side, all right? And it's not one-to-one. It's not like, okay, I've got – I've got. 50 good things on the right and 49 bad things on the left. So I'm great because I've got more good than bad. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way at all, okay? In fact, I would say that my required percentage to feel good about myself, oh, my, was at least 90, 95, maybe 98. Percent, okay, because that system I grew up in is you basically can't be guilty of anything all right and, and if you are guilty of something, you've immediately got to confess and repent and and make it right and and I'm not against confession and repentance. The word confess means to get it out basically. And the word repent means to change direction, all right, from going in a wrong direction to going in a right direction. And obviously, those are both good things to do. In fact, I think that's one thing that I like about the Catholic Church is their emphasis on confession. Now, I'm not always thrilled about how they carry that out, but confession is absolutely one of the most wonderful, healing, good things on the planet, and I confess all the time to to God, to hope, to my children um to some other men that I'm in tight relationship with spiritually, and things like that, so I'm all for that um, The problem is I never murdered anybody, I never um I was not a, I guess I would say, a big thief. I remember when I I have stolen a thing or two. I remember when I was about um, eight years old, uh, we went into the Five and Dime in uh, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and I stole a candy bar, all right? And I thought I was going to die before I ever got out of that store, all right? But, I did. I stole a candy bar. And there was another situation where I stole something. I can't remember what it was. It was some little toy or something. And one time I stole some change from my brother, uh, when he wasn't looking to go down to the corner market and get, um, you know, candy and Coke, that sort of thing. Um, I have lied in my life, alright? Um, I don't lie today. But, but, I have in the past uh, most of that you know, up till twenty six twenty eight all right, I have had impure thoughts, I've done a lot of things that I should not have done based on what I believe is morally good and morally not good. The problem is on that imaginary well, it's not imaginary on that blackboard in my mind. If I didn't have 98 or 99% more on the right than on the left, then what I thought, what I felt, what I believed, the way I acted, and I believe even the physiology of my body, because I can remember being a little kid and feeling like I was on fire and, and started sweating and feeling bad physically from from things I had done that I felt like were wrong, all right? So it wasn't just... A mental thing. It, it turned physical too, and so I felt like if I didn't have 98, 99 percent good, one or two percent bad, that I was sunk. I was going to hell. No two ways about it. I was a bad person. I was. I didn't measure up. I was guilty. I felt ashamed. Uh, I felt rejected. I did not feel love, joy, and peace. I felt uh, what's in it for me. I felt uh, hopelessness, helplessness, sadness. I felt anger, frustration. I felt unhealthy control to try to control my circumstances and do it right next time. Or there was also a period of my life where I just kind of gave up. No way I can do it right. I've been trying for years. Can't do it right all right? And then outside of the 95, 98, 99% required to feel good about myself, if there is any big thing, and big is relative, all right, subjective even, if there is any big thing on the left side in the way I grew up, it almost doesn't matter what I do from now on. I'm... I'm dead. I've blown it. Okay? I'm toast. However you want to think of it. Okay? And and even if I pray, even if I even if I do confess and repent, it doesn't matter. Alright? And so then when you add to that generation after generation after generation after generation, going back into my ancestry of all of their junk that gets transferred to me and, and, and um, uh, I've been teaching this for years and for many years people threw metaphorical rocks at me saying we have no evidence at all that these trauma memories uh, are passed down from generation to generation and then in the last year front page headline news new research study memories and especially trauma memories Are passed down in the sperm they are passed down from generation to generation we now have proof they will also prove in the future that they're passed down through the egg they just hadn't done that study yet but they will and they and and I believe with all my heart that's what we'll find so I've not only got my paradigm from the teaching I heard from the church the parents whatever I've got hundreds of years throughout my ancestry, which would include all kinds of wars. It, would, it might include the Inquisition in Europe because all of my ancestry comes from Europe. I just got back from Europe a little while ago, and every city I go to, when you take the city tour and stuff, by, by and large, the worst thing that ever happened in that city to people was from people who claimed to be Christians and and claimed to and and they did it in God's name in Jesus' name and they tortured people and killed people and and cut them into pieces and spread the pieces all around the city and unbelievable things like that. Now uh, obviously the the uh, Hitler was also a big evil in those cities and those kind of things. But in every city I went to, that was one of the top two or three issues as far as tragedies and terrible things and atrocities. Today, they would be um, um, crimes against humanity. People would go to jail or or be hung. And, And... And and a lot of that is in my ancestry, okay? So I know there's a great chance my ancestors had that blackboard in their mind, too, only it was much more tangible to them because they literally might be physically killed because of that stuff, okay? So how do we deal with that? No matter what you have done in the past, or your ancestors, your parents, anybody else, that is not who you are. Who you are is who you were originally made and created to be. And I go to ancient manuscripts that say that you were created with a spirit of power Love and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. That you were created out of love for the purpose of love. Alright? That is who and what you are. And I don't care what you've done. Okay? By and large, the mess-ups you've had in your life are for you to learn from. We learn from pain. We learn from from negative things happening to us, Uh, and and in a lot of situations, we learn things and lessons from that that we may not learn any other way in our life. So by and large, those things on the left side of that blackboard are for learning and growing. Yes, if you need to make something right, absolutely make it right, all right? And, And nothing can take the place of that. But that is not who and what you are. It is in you, but it's not you. The great majority of people that I've met in my life, including me for the first 28 years of my life, including Hope, my wife, uh, in some ways, she even more than me, the majority of people that I have met and talked to either live in the past or the future most of the time, most of their year, most of their month, most of their day, most of their hour, either live in the past or the future. If you have a negative future focus, which we call anxiety, worry, fear, what you need to know is that that comes from the past. A negative future focus comes from the past. If you didn't have the negative past, you wouldn't have the negative future focus. Well, the problem with all of this is that you can only be happy, content, fulfilled, healthy, and successful in the present. All right? Unless you're, you know schizophrenic and living in fantasy land, and and by the way, schizophrenics aren't really happy, even the ones that seem to be, They're, they're, in my opinion, they're living and believing a lie, okay, they just don't know it, but you can only be happy, content, fulfilled long term, living in the present. And very few people that I've met live in the present. Maybe maybe a few minutes a day, here and there, when everything in their circumstances is exactly the way they want it, which tends to happen a few times for almost everybody during their lifetime. But for most people, that's the only time they live in the present, when when there's nothing bugging them everything they can think of in their life is going pretty doggone good, right? Well, of course, the issue with that is that is not going to be your life experience most of the time. Most of the time, there's going to be something in your life circumstances that is not the way you want it. And so if you're only living in the present when everything is the way you want it and you can only be happy and fulfilled and content long term in the present then you're doomed to be unhappy, unfulfilled, discontent most of the time and that's the case for most of the people that I talk with we have a focus on the past because of fear, danger, memories. The example I've used for years, and I think it's a decent one because it's simple, and and in in my experience, the best examples are simple, is the two people in rush hour traffic right beside each other. One's going into road rage. One's cool as cucumber. Happy, singing along with the radio, laughing, talking to somebody on the phone. They know they're in traffic. They know they're in bumper-to-bumper traffic. They know there's a wreck. They know that they're going to be delayed. But that circumstance does not negatively affect them. Why? Because they don't have a fear-danger memory in their past that is somehow related to being in that rush hour traffic. The person going into road rage, if you ask them intellectually, hey, do you realize that this rush hour traffic is not a life-threatening situation to you? Probably 100 out of 100 would say, oh, yeah, well, of course I realize that. Okay, then if you realize that, how come you're in road rage, how come you're in fight or flight when the only time you're supposed to be in fight or flight is is if your life is in imminent mortal danger? Well, (laughs) a lot of them, if they were in road rage and you said that to them, uh, you would uh, have a bloody nose in the next few seconds. They'd punch you in the nose or they'd cuss you out or they would end the conversation immediately or they would... Look at you like you had two heads, and say, "What are you talking about?" Of course, I'm going to be mad because of rush hour traffic. Why? Because that's their normal. All right. In the in the in the year and a half or two that I did HRV testing uh, on the healing codes after it was discovered, I would ask people before I tested them, "Do you feel stressed?" And about 50% of people would say they did. About 50% of people would say they didn't. No, I feel really good. It's Saturday. I don't have to go to work. I'm here with my children and my wife. We're healthy. Uh, My job is going pretty good. We're getting ready to get some lunch or ice cream or whatever. No, I'm not stressed. I feel really good. Hook them up to the HRV. Over 90% of the people who said they were not stressed, were in clinical stress. And some of them in severe clinical stress. The kind of clinical stress that a doctor would look at and say, you got to change something or something's going to break and it's not going to be too long. So why did they say they weren't stressed? Because they're used to it. It is their normal. Just like the guy going into road rage, and if you questioned him about it, he would act like you were crazy. Well, doesn't it? All these stupid people, stupid drivers, stupid policemen. I mean, that's the kind of language that person might use. Okay? Or or they would just say, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why I do this, but I can't help it. All right? Well... It is coming from memories from the past, either yours or in your ancestry, that are fear, danger, memories that your spiritual heart or unconscious mind is deciding in some way are related to your current situation, meaning the traffic. Heal the memory. And the road rage is gone with no effort at all. You don't have to try not to be in road rage. You couldn't go into road rage now if you had to. Because you don't have that programming anymore. You have a new default. All right? A new normal in a good way. So this week, as you pray, as you meditate, here's my question for you. Are your feelings, thoughts, and actions consistent with love, joy, and peace? Now, the only exception to this is if you are in an imminently life-threatening situation. You're not supposed to be in love, joy, peace then, all right? But that happens what? A couple of times a year, for most of us, you know, uh, a big old truck's about to pull over on us on the highway or something like that. The rest of the year, we're not in life-threatening situations. For 24 hours a day, most days, we are not in a life-threatening situation. Or your children, your children being in a life-threatening situation should cause you to go into fight or flight if if you can save them from that okay but but for most of us 24 hours a day 7 days a week on a typical week we are the or the people that we love and are closest to us are not in a life threatening situation so if you are not in a life threatening situation are your feelings thoughts, beliefs, attitudes and actions consistent with love, joy and peace, which is where you're supposed to be when you're not in stress. So, how are yours? Are yours consistent with love, joy and peace? You know what I would do? I would get I would get a little notebook and for two or three days, maybe a week, I would keep a chart or or just make notes and say, okay, 8 o'clock in the morning, love, joy, and peace or not? 9 o'clock in the morning, love, joy, and peace or not? Okay, going to work, answering emails, love, joy, and peace or fear, anxiety, worry, anger, frustration, what's in it for me? Which one? All right? And it may not be all of them. It may be you may have joy, but still you're in what's in it for me, although that's unusual. They typically go together, but it's not impossible. So I would keep track of that and say, okay, am I from from 100% fight or flight, fear, road rage, anxiety, worry, fear, anger, to 100% love, joy, and peace, where are you overall in general? Are you 60% love, joy, peace, 40% fear, anxiety, worry, et cetera? Where is that for you? And then about different roles in your life, work, parents, maybe it's different with different children even, all right? Your spouse, yourself your relationship with God, um, every role you can think of in your life, neighbor, friend, and and it will vary with different friends, okay? With some friends, you'll feel more love, joy, peace. With some, you'll feel more fear, anxiety, sadness, anger, okay? So which is it for you? And then what you find there, the places that you find the fear, anxiety, anger, etc., Get out the codes, get out the master key, heal those issues, okay? Remember, when, when the fear and danger memory related to traffic is healed, you no longer have to even try to be peaceful in traffic. It's your new default. You can't go into road rage now if you tried, because that programming's not there anymore. Okay, And pray, 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 pray about every one of those issues that you found. Because those things in the past, the only place they even exist anymore is inside you, and they are not made of bone and blood and tissue, they're made of energy patterns. And those energy patterns can and will change with the tools that we use and through prayer, all right? So light, darkness transformed into light, fear transformed into love, falsehood transformed into truth, health problems into better and better health, okay? But you are not your past. You are not that left side of the blackboard. Yes, that's things you've done or not done. Those may be in you, but they are not you. You are who you were created to be. That is who you are now, no matter what's on the left side of your blackboard. All right? And yes, you may need to clean up some. You may need to confess or repent something. All right? And I'm all for that. You very well, may need to get right with God, which I I would say is the most important thing. Okay? But you are not who you are on the left side of that blackboard. You are power, love, and a sound mind. That has not disappeared. That is still there. All right? May be covered up with all the junk from the past, but that's all it is. It is junk. Throw it in the garbage through prayer, through using the tools. So where are you this week? And let's get to work and let's change that and live in the present and be happy, fulfilled, and content long-term, experiencing love, joy, and peace in the present regardless of our circumstances because the past junk.